Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is a special edition of Trust and Believe. If you follow my Instagram, you know I do Wednesday morning coffee talks. And a few days ago, I did a coffee talk with Dr. Lauren Fitz and a good friend of mine, Melissa McAllister, on intermittent fasting. And I think you guys will find it very fascinating. So sit back, relax, and take some notes because I think you'll get a lot out of this. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to my very first coffee talk where we talk everything intermittent fasting, the excitement that I have about the conversations. And the Q&As that we're going to have today is beyond. And I first want to say that actually what's really amazing, I know a lot of you have may, if you follow me on Facebook, may have seen my live that I did on at Bulletproof, uh, at, at a Bulletproof location in Santa Monica, California. So this is actually brought to you by Bulletproof. And we're going to actually talk a little bit about the MTC oil today. So grab your coffee because I have some amazing Guests coming on today. I'm going to hop right into it because obviously you all know I have boys. I got to get them up at 7 o'clock. Here's the thing that I want you all to do. If you have another device like an iPad or if you have a pen and paper, I want you to write some things down because I'm going to have two guests. And if this first guest is available to come on after the second guest to come back on to answer some more medical questions for you, uh, in terms of your gut health and everything nutrition or just just diet and nutrition in general and how it affects your overall health, then please, please, please get your questions together. Are your pen and papers ready? Let me know why, by seeing a bunch of hearts because I'm about to bring on my very first guest. And before I bring her on, I just want to say thank you to both of my guests. The first guest is Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald. Uh, I'm I found out about her through Melissa McAllister. I've been doing intermittent fasting for a while, and we figured, hey, we need to bring on someone who is not only a great personality, but also a medical doctor. So without further ado, I'm going to come close to my screen because I know you guys want to see my lovely face this morning. Uh, And let's bring on Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald. Let's see where she is. Oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. 
All right, here she comes. She's coming. I'm sure she's great. Oh, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Okay, so I have to say this to get started. I know you all see Dr. Fitzgerald in her white coat, but you should definitely go see her Instagram after after this entire live is over because she danced. She's like one of the coolest doctors you will ever meet. Um, can I get your phone? What's that? <laughs> you are. I like that. The dancing doctor. Okay. Dr. Laura Fitzgerald, we are going to get right into it. I just need the are the, are the questions on here. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Sam has Sam has everything that I need on here. I just want to make sure. Oh, there we are. We started. He has my entire day's schedule on here. I was like, wait a minute. Where are my questions for Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald? Okay. <laughs> we do. Um, before I get started, I just want you to tell everyone a little about yourself, uh, why you became a doctor in the first place, because I think that's one question that a lot of people like to know about their doctor in particular, and then what, why do you have such a passion for health and fitness? Well, I, I knew I wanted to become a doctor early on. Like, I graduated high school early because I knew that it was going to be a long process, and I knew I liked to help people, and I knew that my personality was the ability to be able to influence people to help them change their health. Once I realized that I was in the middle of medical school – I realized that in medical school, Western medicine, all I learned how to do is treat disease that's already there with pills, procedures, and surgery. Mm. So it's it's not an unknown fact that in Western medical schools, we get taught zero nutrition. So I've always been into health and fitness. I started lifting weights when I was 16. I started teaching aerobics when I was 16. I've taught dance. Like, that's been my passion. And I always saw my parents model exercise help exercise uh, nutrition and supplementation it wasn't until after medical school that I was following the advice that I would give my patients and all of the people that would come to me in the OR because I'm an anesthesiologist by trade um, I was following my own advice of eat low fat and multiple meals a day and eat breakfast first thing in the morning and that wasn't working for me and I knew what I was doing and so the factor of when someone tells me that they're doing this, I was like, whatever, you're not. But now I'm in control and I'm still gaining weight and I'm doing everything that I was taught to tell patients to do. So that's actually when I started learning my post-medical school nutrition. And this is actually how I came across Melissa because I started, I actually, and I brought my brain octane because I have props. Because I like, yep, I know I saw that. <laughs> it's here. I, I, I like to use props to be able to teach because if we can get knowledge into the brain of people, that's potential power. And that's the only way that we're going to change this health crisis. So I started, I heard about this butter coffee and I thought it was disgusting, but I heard about it from three different sources. And when the third source came across my path and I'm like, this is a trusted source, I started researching and that's where I came across Bulletproof Coffee, and I read his his book. Huge fan of Dave Asprey's. Yeah. I started listening to podcasts. I came across Melissa because she was interviewed by Shalene Johnson about intermittent fasting. So I started to be obsessed with this whole idea of, wait, you're telling me that everything that I've learned in medical school and on my own, like health and fitness magazines, and like I was always just craving knowledge. Yes. All of that is BS. And you're telling me that this is actually the way it's supposed to work. So I realized that once I made these changes 
with intermittent fasting and changing what I ate, I got off the low-fat nonsense. I got off the eating every two to three hours and first thing in the morning. And what do you know? My body changed. You and know so yeah, this go, go. is why I coach. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I, I wanted to say that one of the ways that I used to eat was every three hours. And I'll get to that question in just a little bit. Um, but your passion is so extremely high. I absolutely love it. And there's motivation there. And you said something really profound. And that's why I kind of wanted to, like, jump in. You said something about knowledge is power. It's like, you know, what did you say? You said something I, really not, Knowledge is potential power because – you can hear all the stuff that you, you, you know, listen on podcasts and, and social media, but if you don't act on that, that knowledge, it's just potential power and it doesn't change. I so love sometimes it. people have to hear the same thing multiple times before they're like, okay, Lauren, like sucralose, for example, one of my very best friends finally got off one of her energy drinks that has sucralose because she heard me preach about how bad it is so many times and she's finally like okay i'm giving it up and and name some things that have sucralose in there name some things just just like five because i think it's really important yes so sucralose for those of you that know it's splenda okay i used to be a splenda holic and so if you go to any yeah i know right (laughs) when i started to learn how bad it was for me it literally it just made me ill because i used to put so much splenda in my morning coffee and in other things too. But if you go to GNC or you go, it, I'm all about reading labels and not fat, carbohydrates, whatnot. I mean, that those I read those, but I mainly read the ingredients. If you read the ingredients on any nutritional supplement, 95% of them are sweetened with artificial sweeteners like sucralose. And sucralose leads to cancer. It leads to gut dysmotility, um, gut it disrupts the gut biome. So we'll talk about gut health a little bit. Um, it leads to increased cravings. It leads to weight gain. It leads to higher likelihood of diabetes. Pre- Hallelujah. Preach, Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald. Preach. Okay. You know, you're getting into some great information here. And I'm, so I want to get to our questions. And, you know, because it's really important. Okay. So here's the thing, everybody. Really, like I said before, take notes. Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald said something really amazing, which was, if you don't really take action on the things that you learn, then guess what? You're doing yourself a disservice. And that's why in my podcast now, every other week, we have a take action method. So you hear a story, but how do you take action on your own personal growth from that message? So I wanted people to hear that. We're jumping right into the questions. These questions were compiled of some of the lives. Chip is... I'm texting you on on this phone. Okay. So Chip is always, he's not here, but he's here. Chip, go film your rounds. Go film your workouts today. Okay. So uh, a couple intermittent fasting IGTV videos that I did, we compiled a bunch of questions from those. So are you ready for your first question? I'm ready. All right. All right, everyone. Have your pen and paper. Ready. Here we go. First question for Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald. Do shakes count as food? If so, what else breaks the fast? Uh, great question. And, and I'm guessing because a lot of people follow you are Beachbody coaches. So I have an example of probably one of the shakes that they're asking about. I use this daily. Oh, Dr. Lauren. Dr. Lauren. Yes. Can you tell them what intermittent fasting is for people who may not even know what it is? We just jump right in. Great. <laughs> yes. Let's start that. So intermittent fasting... We actually all do it because unless you're eating while you're sleeping, 
you are fasting for a certain period of your day and the rest of the day you're eating. So a lot of people do intermittent fasting the wrong way because you have been taught by doctors, by the fitness industry, by all of the wrong people that your metabolism will slow down if you don't eat first thing in the morning and you don't eat every two to three hours. We've been taught that, but guess what? There's no science behind it. So all intermittent fasting is, is altering the hours of which you eat versus the hours of which you fast, okay? So when I start off with a client and I let them know about intermittent fasting, I make the make it easy. I'm like, okay, you, you finish eating all calories, fat, protein, and carbohydrates at 8 o'clock in the night. Let's just say that, for example. You wake up first thing in the morning. You wake up at like 7.30, and then all of a sudden, you eat breakfast at 8. So your fasting window is 12 hours, and if you eat from 8 to 8, that's your eating window. So all we do with intermittent fasting is make that eating window more narrow and increase the fasting. And this gives your body time to reset your insulin, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are so amazing. I'm, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm so excited you're coming to France to, to the Transformation Weekend because our coffee talk is going to be amazing in person. Okay, now we can... We definitely are going to dance together. Okay. Now, yes, you are. Now, back to the first question. Do shakes count as food? If so, what else breaks the fast? Absolutely. This is a great question because it gets to... The, the root of what fasting does. So they have looked at anything above about 40 to 50 calories breaks your fast. Now, what does that actually mean? That means that your pancreas, this is an organ that lives above your stomach, spits out this hormone called insulin. Now, if you're a type 1 diabetic, your pancreas doesn't do any insulin at all. But the rest of us that don't have type 1 diabetes we have a normal response to when we eat any kind of calories. So the three different macronutrients provoke a different insulin response. So the one that provokes the most insulin is carbohydrates. The second most is protein. And fat, if you're eating something that's just pure fat, like avocado, it provokes pretty much zero insulin. So this is why we look at the kcals of about 40 to 50 If you can stay less than that, you don't officially break your fast because you don't have a spike in your insulin. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Okay. Wow. So so shakes definitely break your fast, for sure. Now, Um, coffee, Coffee, tea, water, um, bone broth doesn't. Um, To a certain extent, it depends on how much bone broth, because there is a little bit of protein in bone broth, but those sort of things don't officially break your fast. I'm glad you said that um, because as you were talking, I was I obviously know that black coffee doesn't break your fast. So I was just like I was like thinking like okay, let me make sure this is good. The next question is, and I'm jumping right in because I think after Melissa comes on, I want to bring you back if you have time. Okay, uh, what impact, if any, does intermittent fasting have on you're gonna love this gut health? Oh, that is such a great question. So you do not have to be a doctor to know this answer. So let's think about in nature, when an animal gets sick, what do they do? They, they stop eating, right? Yeah. When we are feeling bad, we stop eating. When we're sick, we stop eating. This is our body's natural way of healing itself. 
Um, there was a, an old doctor, I, I forget what, I mean, like 100 years ago, who said the best two forms of medicine are fasting and resting. Things that don't cost any money, but no one can make money off of. <laughs> exactly. And anyone can do. Right? I love that. Yeah. So, absolutely. And in fact, when I have a person that I'm working with that has obvious issues that stem from poor gut health, one of the first things that I will tell them to do is not just intermittent fast, but I will advise them to do an actual 24-hour fast. And we'll talk about some of the scientific research that supports um, intermittent fasting, 24-hour fast, and even fast up to a week long. Well, let's go, let's go right into that because the next question is, do you need to fast at the same time each day? Example, 12 and 8, which is what I do. Or can you do it whenever as long as it's in a certain window. So you can just please go um, deeper into that. Now, that's a great question because here's the deal. Our body is super smart. Our body, if if you typically fast up until 11 a.m. and don't eat anything after 7 p.m., and if the next day you have maybe a, a, a party or something that you go to and you eat past, your body isn't going to be like, ah, I'm not working for you. Like, our body is so, so smart. We were meant to feast and fast. But here's the deal. I believe that habits set people up for success. So if I always suggest you pick a, a fasting and eating window that fits into your schedule and try your best to stick to that because I like to create healthy habits that replace old unhealthy habits. Mm. So is it going to affect if you do one day 7 to 11 and then um, maybe on the weekend you break your fast at nine and eat, you know, last meal at four. No, your body is so much smarter than that. But but that's a great question that I get often, and it's truly it's what works best for your schedule. Like you travel a lot, like I do. So when I travel to France, I will probably because there are three flights. I will probably fast that whole time until I get to France. Okay, I am so unbelievably happy. You just said that because I was thinking that we're going to leave here. Uh, we're going to leave in Phoenix at about 8 p.m. And we're not arriving in France to, till 6 p.m. the next day because we have a layover. And most of the time when I'm flying, you know, overnight, you know, if they bring food, I eat anyway when it's not even a time that I would eat. And so... I was thinking, even though this sounds crazy to most, that that would be the first time that I actually do a 24-hour fast because I was just thinking to myself, why put that stress on my gut? Because one of the reasons why, and I'm going to go into a little little story for me, when, when we had kids last year, my body's response from not sleeping, rest, which was the most important thing, and not fasting, which would cure my gut, was... The, the bloated and, and, and the things that I felt in my stomach was exacerbated by me trying to eat too much to stay awake, to produce energy in my body to take care of these little things, a.k.a. kids. So, <laughs> so, you know, last year what I did was I changed over to more of a ve- vegetarian, vegan, a little pescatarian diet, if you will, nutrition plan. Dr. Hyman calls that a pegan diet. Dr. Hyman wrote Eat Fat, fat, Get Thin, and it's great because he talks about mostly vegetables with a little bit of of humanely raised animals and and fish. So you're a pegan. I'm a pegan. So pegan. And then this year moved into, you know, I became friends with Melissa, who I love. 
And and then I was like, let me really go into this intermittent fasting thing. But then uh, Sam, who is my assistant here, Shanti, he intermittent fasts every day. So I was like really inspired by him. So I started and I just feel really good. And I was just so now a lot of times I don't even eat on the plane. And I've, I was like, wow, I do not have that same bloated, uncomfortable feeling when I leave the flight. And people are like, oh, my God, you didn't eat. You didn't eat. And I'm like, well, you don't have to. No, nope, you, you do not. <laughs> you don't have to. No. All right. Um, I want you to dive just a little deeper into the 24-hour fast because people are asking, you know, how often should they do it? And I think I don't know if I want people to do, do it safely because we say don't eat, don't eat, don't eat. But what is safe? Absolutely. So great question. So first things, let's talk about the people that shouldn't be fasting, okay? Mm-hmm. The obvious ones are pregnant women and breastfeeding women, okay? Um, I'm, I don't think that people that have a history of any kind of eating disorder should fast because it triggers them to go back to that stage, which is that is not what we want. Children shouldn't fast. Um, and, and people that are obviously malnourished, and in, in, in which, of course, in the United States, we don't have too many malnourished people. But those are the people that shouldn't fast, whether it be intermittent fasting, 24-hour fasts, or whatnot, okay? So the people that should fast, make sure, one, that if you are on medicine like diabetes, diabetes medicines or hypertension, so high blood pressure medicine, that you do this fast with the guidance of your doctor. Now, I'm going to tell this by the fact that most MDs are going to think that you're crazy for doing a fast. So th- I actually made a post today about saying, does your doctor think that diabetes is a chronic progressive disease? And the picture is amazing, by the way. What? The picture you took was amazing, by the way. But oh, go thank ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out to Lori Sparkman. She's an amazing photographer. <laughs> um, but the fact is that doctors that are trained by functional medicine and integrative medicine Those are doctors that are Western medicine trained, but also post-medical school training so that they have an Eastern medicine approach. They approach healing disease naturally, but the fact is that not everyone wants to heal diseases naturally, right? So a lot of people just want to take that pill the rest of their life, which, cool, I can't control you. But the people that want to take control of their diabetes, their hypertension, their autoimmune disorders, those are the people that... Functional medicine doctors work great with. So so that's, that being said, if you start to fast and you are on diabetes or hypertension medicine, those doses are going to need to be decreased. Otherwise, you get into very dangerous circumstances. Because imagine you have a diabetic that's taking medicine to decrease the blood sugar, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're doing something natural that naturally decreases the insulin all of a sudden they're taking more insulin and they go like it's down, like you can actually die. So this is why if you are a person that is on hypertension medicine or diabetes medicine, you need to make sure that you are very smart in the way you do fasting. OK, that being said, a 24 hour fast, I will just tell you this. My mom does a weekly 24 hour fast every single week because all of the stuff that I have learned, I'm a huge proponent of it. So me personally, I do intermittent fasting every day i try and do an annual seven day water only fast and then about once a month i know you might have to come to the transformation center and live with me when i do that (laughs) okay okay i can do that (laughs) and then and then about once a month i will practice a 24 hour fast and there are so many health benefits to it it is something that you a hundred percent should do but you should do it with the guidance so a book 
I have the book um, by, I'm sure that you know Dr. Jason Fung. Dr. Jason Fung, literally, he is Western medicine trained. He was trained in Canada. He came down, he's a nephrologist, so that's a kidney doctor. Kidney doctors, basically, a majority of their patients have end-stage diabetes because diabetes just eats away at all of our organs slowly. It's a terrible disease process that I don't wish on my worst enemy. So he wrote, I don't know if you can see this, but The Guide to Fasting. And the complete guide to fasting. This is a great book that is available on Audible. Um, obviously, it's it's available in hardback, but um, it's a great book that you should read before you take on the the fasting. Um, but just know that anyone can fast, minus the people that I talked about. I love it. Okay, next question. So this is going to be your kind of final. It's it's there's three questions, but we're going to do them fast because I want to go to Melissa and bring you back. Okay. So this one's more of kind of a quick story. When I was at my leanest, um, and now we're talking about that eating every two to three hours, right? So when I was at my leanest, I was 4.1% body fat. I was, uh, it's when I was shooting Asylum. Everyone knows that Asylum, like my abs had abs. And, but here's the thing. I was, I was really strong in the core, um, in body when I was shooting, but I was, getting injured a lot I it was a time where I was actually going to start running track again Um, my coach reached out to me and said hey why don't you really train to try for the world championships in the 400 intermediate hurdles and you know I'm 6'1 I was 183 pounds which is only five pounds above my high school weight but I was stronger and I was like I know I know that I could go out here and at least do some really good damage on the track. First day of rehearsal, I say rehearsal because I was a dancer. First day of track practice, I pulled my hamstring, which was also like seven days before I was supposed to shoot the first Asylum videos. So not only did I pull my hamstring, you know, but there was a lot of other stuff that, that became re- I became aware of in my body. That's when I really became aware of how even though I was ripped, my, my gut health just wasn't right. And I just kept thinking, well, eat a bunch of protein every three hours. Eat protein. Eat car- I didn't eat carbs until – I swear, I didn't eat carbs until uh, probably like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and everybody was afraid of fat at the time, right? And so that's why I want you to talk about – this is going to be a three-part question – Okay. Uh, Every two to three hours, why or why not? And then I want to get right into the MTC oil for Bulletproof. And then then I have one more question after that. I'm going to stop there. So go ahead. Okay. So first things first, the whole concept of calorie deficiency. So decreasing deprivation, not deficiency, Mm -hmm. calorie deprivation. It doesn't work. And we have multiple studies that actually show that. And the best study to talk about is the women's health initiative. (laughs) But that's but that's what so many doctors advise their patients to do. Mm. So I'll just quote one study to give the example. So the women's health initiative. This this study was done over ten years. It wasn't even meant to look at weight loss and calorie deprivation and anything like that. Was it was meant to look at breast cancer and all these other kind of things, right? So these women, over 50,000, I think it was like 55,000 women. I mean, this is a huge medical study that takes a lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of research. All of these women had 
a calorie deficiency of 360 less calories a day. And do you know what, you want to know what their overall weight loss was? Zero. So I, I'm telling you, we have got to unlearn this concept that, oh, just eat 1,200 calories and I'm going to lose weight. No, what you're going to do is you're going to slow down your basal metabolic rate mm. and you're going to make it harder and harder and harder and harder to lose weight. So here's the deal. You do not have to be a doctor to get this concept because humans have been around for two and a half million years, right? We haven't always had Whole Foods. We haven't always had a refrigerator. We meant, we are meant to feast and, feast and famine. No, feast and famine. Yeah, feast and fast. <laughs> the fast. fact is that our body was made with these two systems. And the best analogy I have, and I have two different things that I want you to, to understand. So, and this answers the question, no, I do, not, I do not believe in the fact that we need to eat every two to three hours for this reason, okay? So, our body has this refrigerator and freezer system, okay? So, I live in Chicago now, and we have a basement. So, I have a refrigerator, which is going to be representative of glycogen. So, all of our immediate energy that I get right now, that I'm going to eat throughout the day, is in our liver in the form of glycogen. That's sugar, right? So... If I eat all of my refrigerator food, i.e. deplete all of my glycogen, it's all good because I got food down in the basement for backup energy, right? So if the polar vortex hits again and I can't get out to the the grocery store, um, the fact is that I have backup energy in my basement, in the freezer, the deep freezer, to use as energy. That's our fat. That is the, the function of fat, okay? It's our backup energy source. So how can you expect to tap in to that basement freezer resource of energy if you never deplete the refrigerator of all of its energy? How? How? Now, what? how does fasting explain this? So what fasting does, it, it regulates a really important hormone called insulin, which I talked about earlier. Insulin, I brought it out. Insulin are like keys to the basement, okay? The keys to the basement let you tap in to that back, that, that basement energy source, right? So when you've depleted all the refrigerator energy, glycogen, right. sugar, you can go burn fat that is in your ass or in your boobs or in your stomach or in your legs, wherever you have. And typically it starts with your visceral fat. So the internal, the midsection, right? That's typically where we go for that energy source. But if you are constantly eating, you're constantly making the pancreas spit out that insulin, so you never have the keys to get to the basement and tap into that fat source. So that's why these people that are are constantly, constantly eating, they're doing themselves a disfavor because they are constantly making insulin spit out, and our bodies were not meant to work that way. Our and bodies were meant to feast in famine. And I just want to... Uh... Because other people might be thinking this, and if they're not, I want to kind of shed some light on this. You know, we talk a lot about how sugar turns into fat. How does that relate to what you're saying? That's a great point. So not only does sugar, but protein does too. Because our body is really smart, and it takes the protein that we need. But if you're eating too much protein, then guess what? That gets turned to sugar and glycogen as well, which... The, ref- the refrigerator is can only hold so much. So our liver can only hold so much glycogen. So once it's full, it starts to store all that because our body doesn't know if we're going to go into famine mode. 
So this is our backup. This is our survival mechanism that once that liver is full of glycogen, then it puts all of that extra energy into storage as fat. Does that make sense? It makes total sense, yeah. Wow. So, so yeah, so the, the three macronutrients, carbohydrates make the most insulin, protein makes a little bit less, fat is almost none, which goes to what your next question is. You so, got it. So here's the deal. A lot of people ask about the whole bulletproof coffee and does it break my fast? So technically speaking, you are giving yourself, and, and I brought this out, and I, I used Energize because it is an energy source for me. <laughs> see, see this full cup, yeah. right? So this is energy. This is my, my pre-workout that so many of us coaches love so much. So and and me. I love, I love oh, it. <laughs> it is the bomb. So why, why would I pour more into that completely full cup if I have my own energy source, right? Mm-hmm. So, so technically speaking, if I want to tap into my own fat storage energy source, I'm not going to consume exogenous fat. So that is what this is. So the whole ketone movement, all it is is exogenous fat, okay? But it doesn't spike insulin. So all of the benefits that come along with fasting, because you're lowering that insulin, and I'm telling you, most people have weight problems because hormonal imbalance, not not most people. I believe all people. Mm. They have hormonal balance. It's not that they're lazy, they're not exercising enough and eating too many calories. Their hormones are out of whack, and insulin is one of the most important hormones that they're ignoring. So that's why something like Bulletproof Coffee is really helpful to get you adjusted to going into that fat-burning mode, which we all have heard about, right? Yeah. So when you drink Bulletproof Coffee, you have coffee, which I don't know if you use their beans, but their beans are my favorite for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> their beans, so get coffee. You blend it with MCT oil. This is brain octane, so this is C8. Um, and then blend it with grass-fed, grass-finished butter. So Kerrygold is one of the, the most common brands. You have that in my refrigerator. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it, it's I'm stocked up on this stuff. So you blend it. You have basically... A, a drink that has only fat, so it has zero carbohydrates, zero protein, so you drink it, and you don't get that insulin spike. So it helps you get adjusted to the intermittent fasting or actual fasting, and and that's what we call fat fasting. Like, there are different kind, ways to fast, but fat fasting is one of those where literally you are just consuming fat, food that only has fat and no carbohydrates, no protein. You are, can I come sit in class with you? Uh, I think, just throwing this out there, I think we have so much knowledge that's happening here, which is really great. I think I'm going to have to bring you to the Transformation Center to do a follow-up live for my podcast. I would um, love that. Even I'm, I'm going to make this a podcast episode, too. Okay. Two really quick questions, and then I'm going to bring Melissa on, and then I'm bringing you back. All right. So, let's talk about Shakeology, and let's talk about Energize, right? Because people love Shakeology. They wake up. They love drinking it. And, you know, I don't want to change anybody's flow on what makes them feel really great about what they drink in the morning. And then in additional, additionally, I love my Energize before I work out. It's just like a part of my, my day. Um, actually, uh, so talk about 
Does Energize break your fast? How can you do it so it doesn't break your fast? When's the best time to drink Shakeology if you're on a certain fasting schedule? Great question. So Energize does not because it, it has 15 calories per scoop. So even if you're a two-scooper like I am lots of days, um, you're still not breaking your, your fast because the calorie is the calorie um, the kcals are so low. It's also sweetened with organic stevia. So stevia is one of those that actually doesn't spike your insulin like we talked about sucralose and whatnot, all of the artificial sweeteners. Um, so I for me, I actually drink energized first thing in the morning. That is actually my main caffeine source because it does have green tea extract as the caffeine. But like we said earlier, Shakeology definitely breaks your fast. So for me, my first meal of the day is Shakeology. And I want to make sure that people understand because my my goal, I'm actually interviewing Darren Oleen and Isabel Dykler next week. Um, my goal is to educate people because if they understood what an amazing product this is, uh, people would be so much healthier. When, when, when I have people tell me, well, I have a protein shake, you're not protein deficient, my, my friend. You are nutrient deficient. And that's what this is. It has 70 plus ingredients. So you do not, if you're like, I'm going keto or high fat, low carb, this is a vital part because you are getting all of these nutrients that you're not getting in the best diet. I promise you that you, even if you're eating all whole foods, all organic, all non-GMO, you're still missing out on so many nutrients. So that's why Carl Deichler calls this the daily dose of dense nutrition. And that's why I haven't gotten sick. I've gotten, I've, I've been a coach for three and a half years now. I've been sick twice. Like the immune boosting capabilities of the superfoods that are in this alone are worth having that every single day. So it definitely breaks your fast. But for me, I like it to break my fast about noon. So that's what that's how I do it. That's about the same time as us. It's it's thank you so much. Um I do have some more questions about Shakeology when I bring you back. Um it will maybe help some people. It's actually it's definitely gonna help me because I'm a daily sunshine kind of guy and I want to talk about, I want to ask some questions about Shakeology from you, and maybe you can ask Darren and Isabel next week. <laughs> um, so before you leave, just in case some people who are watching you before we go, um, even though she's going to be back in about 10 minutes, I hope Scott is fine with getting the boys up alone today, which he's fine. Uh, people can find, you have a podcast as well. Can you tell people where they can find it? I do. So since my last name is Fitzgerald, Fitz is kind of my brand. So everything, Club Fitz is my YouTube channel where most of my dance fitness is on. Um, <laughs> my podcast is called the Fitz and Healthy Podcast because everything I talk about helps you be more fit and healthy. And obviously my Instagram and, and my, my Facebook, I've, I've got, you know, larger followings there. So I'm always giving out information that's potential power. Perfect. Okay. Stick around. We're going to bring you back. Thank you so much. I hope everyone has their notes. Now, we're going to move into um, uh, Lauren's, Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald's good friend, Melissa McAllister, who's going to talk to you from an everyday perspective using intermittent, intermittent fasting. And then when Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald comes back, then I'm going to, uh-oh, did I cut out or did she cut out? Oh, okay, maybe she cut out. <laughs> maybe she cut out on her own. Uh, thank you. So when Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald comes back, then we're going to talk some questions about my experiences with intermittent fasting. So please stick around. Tell your boss if they're trying to get you off of this live that it's going to help you show up at work more often. You make you help. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Okay, we're bringing on my good friend, Melissa McAllister. This is exciting because I love seeing her face. Hello, my love. Good morning. Did you drink your water? One of the things, and I know a lot of you have seen Melissa McAllister on my live before, but one of the things that uh, when I was filming Transform 20, you had an Instagram story that basically was like, drink water before coffee. And every single day since I saw that I did, I used to be that one. You know, listen, I've been in the fitness and health for 20 years and it's constantly changing. And I feel like you can always learn and grow from everyone, not just because you're a quote unquote leader in the health and fitness industry. And so when I saw that, I realized how amazing it was. And then when I started doing intermittent fasting, I really, um, I really realized how you could, what's the, how, how can I explain it? How you could literally start your digestion process by drinking water. I just thought that was just, just super fantastic and amazing. Okay. Uh, here we go. Melissa, everyone, if you don't know Melissa, Melissa May, she's uh, an amazing human, amazing wife and, hu- and, and, and mom, and she has an amazing husband, and she's an amazing mom-in-law, but I think it's really important because, you know, I think it's great that you and Cynthia have an amazing relationship, and, um, but you do a lot on Instagram stories, and I think that I love following your Instagram stories because you teach me how to use an air fryer all the way to, even though I don't really eat that much meat or poultry, you also teach me how to cook it, how to make it good, and I love your bobcats. So um, in addition to all that, and I know a lot of people know you, but I want to I get an overview from you on, like, what is your take on health and fitness? Because I think you have a really unique and clear way of living your best life without pushing it on other people and being a fitness and nutrition bully. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've been, you guys, I've been reading all your comments too. Um, I, I, in my twenties, when I was in the fitness industry, I, I followed the the low fat craze, you know, big time, and lived in the gym. I mean, I, I, I would work out three, four hours a day, and then I got into my thirties, and I smartened up a little bit, and I was more paleo-esque and uh, a lot you know I was still eating grains and stuff but I was I had up my protein and lowered my carbohydrates a little bit and worked in the gym worked out in the gym just a little bit less you know maybe one to two hours a day and um ironically and, and Mick is on here I saw you honey uh, he can attest that you know throughout the years that I, you know I've, I've I seem to get healthier and fitter um and then in my 40s I just really flipped it on its head and went to what I it's almost like taking the best of, of everything because I I see positives in keto I see positives in paleo I see positives in vegan and just kind of mushed it all together and just started eating a, a diet that 
was higher in fat. And when I say that, I just mean by industry standards, not so high that it's the majority of everything that you eat. But just don't be afraid to have fat again. Um, healthy fat is so good for you. And moderate protein, because if you are active, you do need a good amount of protein. And then obviously carbohydrates, enough carbohydrates to keep you energized and to control that insulin, like Dr. Lauren said, but not so much that you store a lot of what you eat and not so low that you feel so lethargic. So, and then working out less and total plug for Sean, something like, you know, max 30, which I did and uh, T20, where you you don't have to work out. You don't have to live in a gym because it's really about diets. That's really what I stress is people will come to me so often and ask me what exercise they can do to get abs like mine. And I'm like, it's not about the exercise. It's 85 to 90% this that, that makes you look and feel your best. And so I'm really trying to help people understand the power of food. It's so interesting you say that because I'm going to share something with everyone who's watching right now. Last night, you know, I, I do post ab selfies and, you know, I'm, I'm excited about fitness and physique. Most of the time when I post a selfie, it's just because I finished working out and I'm proud of the fact that I didn't die. Or I'm talking about my internal health, which is why I actually posted something the other day. But one of the things that was last night, I sent Melissa a selfie of me in the bathroom. And you know, it's not something I would post on <laughs> it's not something I would post on Instagram, but it was basically I was sending her a thank you because, you know, just motivating like her and Sam really motivating and inspiring me to like stick with the intermittent fasting. And look, I can keep a good body eating the way that I was eating, but could I feel as good as I do now? And it was it's about that feeling. So that photo I sent you last night, Mick, don't be upset. I know we've been in a hot tub together, so it's fine. But um, that picture I sent you last night was because I just felt really good, not just at the way that I looked, but I was like, this is 360 degrees of transformation from a kid that grew up that always had stomach issues. Scott and I would be out to dinner a lot, and I would always complain literally right as dinner was ending. I would say, my stomach's hurt. My stomach hurts. I just want to go home and lay down. And I can tell you that has that barely happens anymore unless I eat like cheesecake because, you know, everybody's good for a little cheesecake factory visit. But um, so I just wanted to say thank you because it's about the feeling. And, and I think this is a great way for me to kind of move into some of the questions I have for you. Um, they're more like everyday questions, but I think it's interesting. Um, speaking of lactose intolerant, can I add a splash of creamer or milk to my coffee when I'm intermittent fasting? All right. So this is a, this is personal opinion. Uh, you heard from, from Lauren about, you know, you really can, you do have just a few, a little area that your body will be like, Oh, okay, I'm fed. I'm going to stop this whole fasting thing. But I want to ask you on a personal level, if you just add a splash of creamer here, you just add a little bit there, does it not get more and more? In fact, I just saw a funny meme this morning on Instagram of a gentleman that said, first day of using my pre-workout, and it was this little tiny baby scoop. It was like this size. And then he said a week later, and it was, you know, like this size. Because you just, <laughs> out of habit, you just start adding more and more because you, you know, you get out of the habit of measuring, or you're like, you know, the little bit hasn't hurt me, so a little bit more won't hurt me, so... Fasting is the absence of food. So I want to encourage you to learn to love black coffee. Learn to love food for the way that it tastes um, without having to add anything. Because this is kind of a side note, but people always ask me about stevia or sweetening. 
whatever. But what you're doing is you are adding sweetness to food, so you crave sweetness constantly and, and not the actual food. And you got to break that cycle of, of, of always wanting that sweetness um, because it is it's shackles. People are, you know, just obsessed with the sweetness. Uh, it is addicting. And so when you keep adding something sweet to your oatmeal, to your coffee, to your shakes, whatever you do, then it's going to cause you to always be thinking about and wanting something sweet. But you, you push it away and you will um, you'll lose that craving. Very good answer. Thank you. Okay, and second question. Is it okay to continue fasting after a workout? This is this is one that I'm interested in because I'm a crazy workout person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get this question probably three or four times a day. And again, I'm talking to you uh, friend to friend personally. And I, I always tell people to just use your common sense. Uh, most of us have extra weight to lose on our body. We have extra fat stored on our body to use as energy later. So if you think about how long it takes you to build muscle, you guys have watched my journey on social media of trying to build somewhat of a booty. I've been working on it two years and there's there's a little bit of difference. Two years I've been <laughs> working on building. Transform 20 definitely helped, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> I agree that damn step. Um, but that's muscle. I've been working to build that muscle and it's such a slow going constant process where in a weekend I can I can put on some fat. (laughs) I can binge really hard in a weekend. Your body is smart. It does that intentionally. It puts the fat on easily to take it off easily. It's very difficult to put on muscle, and it's the last thing it's going to go for. It's not the first thing it's going to go for. I can't understand the concept of people thinking that if you're fasted and you exercise, that your body's going to immediately start breaking down that muscle that it worked so hard to put there versus the fat that it put there for the sole intention of using for energy now, if you get really lean, like Sean um, back in Asylum, absolutely, and there is some muscle loss. No matter what, your body will use some muscle, but not near as much as people think. There are plenty of studies that show that in a fasted state, that you will still burn more fat than you would muscle, as opposed to a low fat diet. So don't don't fear it. Um, and there's that. It's the supplemental company, but they always say to eat right after your workout to have, you know, the protein to feed your muscle, which I totally get that. I do think you need to eat, but I don't think it needs to be within that 30 to 45 minute window. I think within a couple of hours, you're going to be okay. Yeah. What window? This is, this is something, I think this is the perfect question for you um, because you are, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, you're just so consistent and committed to your journey in such a way. And one of the other reasons why I I think for people, if you don't follow Melissa, you should. Uh, Melissa made. I think what's really great is you see your entire life, but you also see how consistent you stay in when you eat, how you eat, when you work out, when you fuel your body. So this next question I think is perfect for you, which is what window do you suggest to do a complete beginner type fasting schedule uh, okay I, I people do struggle in the beginning of, of committing to an intermittent fasting lifestyle and it's either you know, you go cold turkey and you're miserable for a couple of days and you detox from that that sugar and that constant that constant feeding of glycogen or you um, back it up 
you know, slowly, maybe once a week or each week you take it back an hour. There's still a lot of benefit, especially for women to do a 14 hour fast versus a 16 hour fast. So if 16 is just too hard for you, you are still going to see great benefit from fasting for 14 hours a day versus 16 hours a day. And in a perfect world, I always say this, and I know the world's not perfect, but if you have any kind of control of when you can eat and when you can fast, I do believe the best thing to do is to, um, kind of like Alana says, to, you know, a kitchen is closed after dinner and you don't eat after dinner, whenever that is for you. That could be six, could be seven, could be eight, but dinner and done. And then um, you wake up in the morning and you can have some naked coffee. Um, yes, and then, coffee. <laughs> and then actually do your workout fasted. And then after that, have your breakfast so that, you know, it's almost like you have four hours before you go to bed and then you have four hours after you've woken up of staying fasted because your human growth hormone, which is a hormone we all want as much of that we can get, is at its highest when insulin is at its lowest, which is usually early in the morning. Human growth hormone is great for all things anti-aging and muscle growth and muscle repair Uh, and so why wouldn't you want to work out fasted when you've got all this human growth hormone, I mean, a ton of it going through you to help build that muscle? So perfect case scenario for you to be fasted in the morning and then to eat after your workout, eat for about eight hours a day and then shut it down at dinner and then go to bed, you know, without a full stomach so your body can repair itself overnight as opposed to digesting food. Really quick I'm having a, a little bit of a brain fart, so I'm going to use you and Sam as my encyclopedias for a second. HGH, right? Isn't that so? I know a lot of people. Isn't that the thing that people take take to build their muscle to get their body that and testosterone? That and testosterone because I know a lot of people, uh, especially when I was younger, they would take it in a in a in a in an outside form, and I was just always like. And their body would change. And I'm like, there's got to be a way for us to naturally do this. And so I believe that. And and that just kind of puts everything in perspective for me because my body is changing and I'm not doing anything different, you know. And it's just and my body's enhancing, I want to say, you know, it's just enhancing in a, in a way. And I think it's really starting from the inside out. And I just think that's just uh, really great. Okay. Before I go back to Lauren Fitzgerald, I wanted to say, do you have any special things to share with any anyone while you're here? Uh, yeah, just just start educating yourself. Um, even on here, I saw a couple of people that just, they can't wrap their brain around the idea of intermittent fasting. And I totally understand that because of what you've heard coming in here for so long um but just and do what i do don't don't read blogs um don't read people's opinions um look at studies look at research learn from doctors and uh you will it'll set your mind at ease that this is really something that most of us should be doing not everybody of course it's not going to work for everybody but most of us should really consider changing how often we eat and how many times we eat in a day and it's going to start with you if especially because you don't know me from Adam. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so do your own research and um, knowledge is power. I like what Lauren said, but it really is just learning um, will empower you instead of, I always tell my challengers that I want you to feel empowered and not deprived because if, if I'm asking you to not have breakfast and you've got that mindset of this sucks, you know, I love eating when I first wake up in the morning 
I, you will you won't stick to it or you'll be miserable as opposed to being empowered and going I know exactly why she's telling me to skip breakfast I know what it's doing for my health this is awesome and that's what I want people to feel when they learn from me um, so education is key and I will say that uh, Melissa is a woman of her word because when I asked her to talk um, on this live again the first thing she said was let's bring Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald on and I think that's really great for you to always and that's what I do you know like I can tell people how I feel what's happening I can give them what I'm learning and it's great but I think you know a roundtable discussion is always really great for people to understand what's happening to their body a um, couple things I want to say if you want again if you want to follow Melissa or join her team uh, just go to Melissa May. She's an amazing coach. She, and she also is friends with a lot of my other friends who have, you know, different ways of kind of coaching people and challenging people. So, And she works with other people who may not even be on her team, which I think is really great. Um, the other thing is Melissa is also going to be on stage with me in the U.K. and in Manchester and London for Shanti Trains Europe. So if you are from Europe, make sure you get your tickets to Shanti Trains Europe. And she will be at the Transformation Weekend with Dr. Lauren Fitzgerald in Nice. So go to ShantiTrainsEurope.com and you'll get to hang out with all of us. But more importantly, you will get to, we're not, this is, yeah, we're going to be working out, but we're really going for a weekend of transformation and fellowship. So hopefully we'll see you there. Absolutely. Melissa, I'm sure I'll be texting you in five minutes. I love you very much and thank you. Love you too. Thank you. All right. Now make sure you follow Melissa at Melissa Made on Instagram and make sure you follow Dr. Lauren Fitz at Club Fitz Fitness on Instagram and make sure you subscribe to my email list so you don't miss out on amazing things like this. Trust and believe in who you are. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.